Hello, and welcome back to the fourth podcast for the Education 612 course. Uh, I am currently sitting outside at night enjoying the nice, calm weather while we still have it. Um, Today, I will be reflecting on the book Grading for Equity, chapters 4, 5, and 6. Now, I could take this podcast one of two ways. The first way is that I could call out the bias, the lack of credible sources to back up claims, and the irrelevant use of emotion to rile up readers in this book. For the most part, that is what I have been tending to see in this. I have tried to keep an open mind, but there is so much uh, attacking of a system that so many teachers use. Um, What I found myself doing as I was annotating the book as I read was writing source question mark source 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 because the author makes so many claims but does not back them up with any realistic sources or any sources at all the author also tends to make a lot of generalizations Uh, another phrase i found myself writing a lot when he talks about teachers is i don't i don't i don't i don't when he says teachers do this or teachers do this well i'm one of the exceptions and i'm sure there are many other exceptions the author is just very one-sided. He continues to go on to say, now that we've established our grading system is outdated, um, so on and so forth, when he has failed to prove his points in the first place. However, because I'm still trying to remain optimistic and open-minded about this book, even though it's a challenge, um, I'm going to focus on a few of the actual pieces of info that I could actually use and apply in my classroom. Um, At the end of chapter 6, the author is giving a quote of someone who says that we should encourage lifelong soft skills. And I really like that idea of trying to figure out a way of how we can include um, standards-based grading or even our traditional um, way of grading to encourage those skills. Um, Not grading it saying, oh, you got an 80% in this, but maybe just evaluating one way or another of saying, oh, can you annotate an article well? Can you speak well? Um, Another interesting point that was made at the end of chapter 6 was the discussion on coherence and having coherence uh, in grading. Um, Just not having grading that is so drastically different between classes that students get confused. Uh, But a note that I made on that is that we can't have so much coherence where teachers lose their autonomy. Where a new teacher comes in and has said, well, most people are doing this, so you have to do this. And that leads into another question that I asked. Um, and that question as I was reading through chapters 4 and 5 was, should everyone grade the same? The book made a lot of uh, comments, had a lot of discussion on saying, well, if teacher A grades weighted or has weighted grades of projects that are 80% or teacher B has weighted projects that are 50%, And the book makes the claim that we should try to have everything be the same because it's confusing for students. And I really started to reflect on that. And I don't think I would like so... I don't think everyone should grade exactly the same. Um, For example, in a science class, if I'm going to have projects such as labs, I might want those weighted a lot more than in a math class where students should do a lot of applications of certain projects. Um, I just felt like a lot of the discussion on this said that teachers should almost become like robots and we should all 
teach and grade the exact same way. And I, I didn't really agree with that. Um, just wrapping this up, um, right at the end of chapter six, it talked about how grading that should be motivational and accurate. Now, that's not to say that our traditional system isn't motivational and accurate because my current students, using them as example, um, they are very motivated by their grades. Um, the grading is very clear and very accurate for them. Uh, but if we're looking at things like standard-based grading, no matter how we grade, I really, of course, think it's important um, for it to be motivational. Um, maybe if that is even inviting some friendly competition between students to try to improve their projects or improve their grades or do better. Uh, I know the book commented that competition between students is not good, but again, I disagree with that. Um, but just what I think I'll do with this knowledge is I'll, I'll go back and look at the way I grade and I'll say, is how I'm grading motivating students? Is it motivating them to do better? And then I'll make some changes from there. So overall, uh, I'm really struggling with this book, not because it doesn't have some, some information that I could use, but because it is very one-sided. It is attacking a system um, that m thousands and thousands of teachers use, including myself. Um, and they're making some, the author's making claims that he doesn't support and that are unfounded. Um, but I'm trying to stay realistic. I'm trying to stay optimistic and open-minded. Um, now that we're getting into some different ways of grading, I'm looking forward to seeing um, what the author talks about with that.